Welcome to the 1% Mindset, where we know success starts from the shoulders up before it starts from the shoulders down. On this podcast, we talk about necessary principles needed to perform at elite levels in all areas of life. We'll be going through mindset training interviews, but most importantly, we're going to work on you. Let's get started. What's going on, guys? This is Mike with the 1% Mindset Podcast. Uh, I know I've, I've Take, it's been a while. I haven't done any interviews, but I was waiting for some amazing people, and I was so fortunate to get the amazing Kelsey on. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. So uh, there's going to be some watching. There's going to be some listening. So uh, Kelsey, I, I kind of just want you to speak about yourself. I've, I've been very impressed with what you've done uh, with your business, how you help small businesses, uh, things that you've been able to accomplish. So I, I just want to kind of give you the floor for the next minute or so to kind of just introduce yourself and, you know, tell tell the people a little bit about you. Okay. So, well, thank you first for the opportunity. Uh, before we like started recording, I had told you that this was only like, I've only had a handful of interviews that I've done through the row and going to use this year and especially this time to get more out in front of people and just talk about what we've been doing but to go back so the row my company is the row and my name is kelsey evans and i started the company in 2017 and what it is it's a concept and an acronym that stands for real ownership in every way and what i initially started it to assist kind of the creative community more or less and as it was shaping itself, I was like kind of focusing on working with musicians, particularly and interviewing them and posting things on my website about like new singles that were coming out. And that was really fun. But then I launched um, a different part of the website called Muse. And then things just kind of took off from there, which I'm sure we'll get into that later on. <laughs> Absolutely. So, the, I mean, since you, since you brought it up, let's, the, the Muse, I know it's a, it's a series that you've had. And, you know, there's a lot of things that's kind of happening with that. So kind of go kind of dig a little bit deep into that um and i want to well no i'll let you go into that and then i'll go into the next part okay so muse actually started as an interview series so like i said i was mostly working with creatives and i was you know posting their work on my website and also on my social media and that was actually really fun <laughs> because it got got me like excited about musicians i was just interested in and they said yes to interviewing with me and i was like okay this is becoming like a real thing and so I would like usually craft the questions ahead of time because there were things I wanted to answer, but I also wanted to kind of keep it light and let them kind of, you know, open up with what they wanted to talk about. And more or less the theme throughout all the interviews were, how are you managing your music business? Have you, are you signed to a label? Uh, do you, how do you figure out when you're gonna roll out a project or a new single. And what I found, which was so interesting, is that a lot of the people that I have been talking to, the creatives, not just musicians, and I talked to comedians, um, leaders of nonprofits, people like that, and they all had a very distinct, but they knew conceptually what it meant to run a business. There's like three key areas that you need to kind of consider whenever you're starting your companies. And they, they knew those things quite naturally, or maybe they just figured it out because, you know, you go through it. Um, but those things are pricing your products. And they're kind of, this is a little bit out of order, but pricing your products, knowing who your target company customers are, and learning how to market to them and they knew how to do it very well. So from there, I decided to take the interview series offline and I launched a event series and it was just been amazing so far. <laughs> 
what what inspired you to to start the role? You know, so many people want to start businesses, and they it's just a great concept in their head. And you actually full fledged started. So, kind of take me through that process. Maybe where you were, what actually launched things, yeah. um, your environment, stuff like that. Okay, so it's I would say that this company is a mix of it's like years of work. Year, years of work and I'm talking about things from like my teenage years to like childhood it's I mean it's I started it in New York just to kind of go back so I lived in New York um, I moved there after my undergraduate after I finished under undergrad and I knew I wanted to do something where I was working with artists I just didn't know what I wanted it to be I had no idea and I have a, a background in art as well so I'm took piano lessons for some time and, you know, I can read music and I'm at a certain point, I'm starting to compose my own, but I was like, that's, <laughs> it's a lot to do, but I, that's why I appreciate musicians so much, but I've done a bunch of other things as well. But I knew that I wanted in the beginning to work particularly with artists. And I just didn't know how that would look, but I knew I wanted it to be fun and interesting. And I drew inspiration from my family, from my friends, from other like blogs and websites that I had been checking out and listening to and checking, you know, watching. Not to like, you know, obviously like take what they were doing, but just try to figure out some kind of inspiration. And I started it in 2017 in New York and it's gone kind of, it's just grown from there. So it's been really fun. And is your, so you said you, it started, you know, as a series for musicians. Now, what, what has it transitioned to now? Or are you still within the music space or what does that look like? No, I'm not, not just in the music space, but just, I should go back and tell you a little bit about my background too. So I got my undergraduate degree in business management and I knew from there before I went to school that I wanted to have my own business, but I wanted to work specifically with business owners. So now what I do through the row is I work directly with entrepreneurs, small business owners, nonprofit agencies, government agencies, and I help them. And my team and I, not just me, we help them with their strategy. And that can be anything from figuring out how to create a digital marketing strategy to some people need branding support. So we do websites, local design. Um, and the, probably the main thing that people know us for just from the kind of uh, way of like how we work directly with people is the events. So so far, so far we've done 12 events, uh, over 400 people have come. Last year we moved them from New York and started to host events in other places. So we started in Virginia because that's essentially like home for me. I have several homes, but Virginia is one of them. And um, yeah, it's had about 19 sponsors, over 25 panelists. So this has been like a community thing. It's not just, you know, I'm coming up with these things and expecting I want to do it all myself. I want to have community support and that's what we've been able to do. So it's been a really cool journey so far. Awesome. Is your target demographic um, specifically small business owners? Is there a certain niche in that that, uh, that you look for? Right. So that's, that's a good question. That's one of the things that I teach. So what I tell people is you have, you can have more than one target audience. So in the beginning, it can change and it will shift and it'll be different for whatever it is that your goal is. So essentially I work backwards. So the events are one thing, right? And that's kind of a catch all people can go to those and get really great information. So just to kind of give you a sense of the kind of events that we put on, and these are professional development events for entrepreneurs. 
um, and they're led by experts. So we've talked about everything from branding to public relations to how to protect your legal and personal assets, so those kinds of things. But in terms of like, we go away from the events and go into the services that we offer, we have different price points and different targets for, you know, depending on what people's needs are. And we do work within people's budgets, but you have to, you know, just to kind of give you a sense, we're working with solo entrepreneurs, so people like just getting started, so companies that are well-established and they have a huge customer base. So with that, there comes like a different kind of approach for each person, but regardless, the, the idea is still the same. What problem do you need help addressing? How can we help it? And let's get you the best results. So th this it's it seems great uh, as far as your, your business and how it's thriving. But I I want to speak to the audience where that's just starting where there there are the actual struggles, right? And yeah. uh, just being transparent, obviously being an African American woman leading a company, uh, what what obstacles have you kind of uh, endured kind of, as you've been building this up, or do well, you think yeah. has been a deterrent? I should say. What was the second part? As to what, what obstacles have you may have faced or do you, has there been any like deterrent being, you know, being not only female, but, you know, being African-American female, like what does that, or woman, excuse me, what does that kind of look like? Oh, <laughs> how much time do you have? Um, <laughs> hearing no or no answer at all. I mean, I can just speak to when I was first launching the series, getting space in New York and, and I should say too, I haven't paid for any venue space for any of the events. And that's because I was able to like perfect my pitch, but it was over like a lot of time and like making mistakes. But that's part of the journey. You have to make those mistakes. But there are roadblocks that are there being a woman, being a black woman, being, you know, young, being ambitious and like telling people what it is that you want. There does come some pushback comes from that. Sometimes from people that you don't expect, but it's just like, okay, you move on to the next thing. And I don't really like to, you know, harp too much on the, the challenges that have come up, though they have been serious challenges. I mean, like I said, I, I moved, you know, I'm in a different state, so now I'm figuring out ways that I can still keep this model going in this particular region that I'm in. But also knowing I work with uh, clients in different cities as well. So that's the challenge, um, making sure that my team and I, we stay on top of what our clients' needs are and making sure that internally we're communicating in a way that makes sense. So there's the, the aspect of like getting people to take you seriously. There's that part. There's in the beginning, there's often like a, you feel like you need to get a bunch of followers on social media, <laughs> but it's really not about getting a bunch of followers. It's about getting the right followers. So I'm like thinking about the right targeting and the right messaging, just in terms of building a team out, like finding the right people because again, it's not just me. So I'm, I'm looking for the best designers. I'm looking for the best strategists and people that I can trust, but not just that people, so much of the role is giving back to community. So the people that I surround myself and work with have to know that that is just an integral part of it. Um, I'm looking for people that like have community in mind and are willing to push back, push through some of the challenges that will definitely come up because business is not for the faint of heart. It is difficult. And, you know, just addressing the, the elephant in everyone's room, COVID-19 is something that just came out of, seems like it came out of nowhere and just is making people change and <laughs> adjust in ways that we just didn't expect. And that's business, you know, it keeps going. You gotta keep going.
No, absolutely. And I was going to get to that a little later, but since you brought up, you know, COVID-19 and the coronavirus, um, you know, how, how has your business uh, been impacted? How have you adjusted through that? Mm-hmm. Has it been impacted? How have you adjusted? Like, what, what does that look like? Especially, you know, as a small business, uh, a lot of small businesses, you know, rely on, you know, clientele and people and that interaction and being the fact that uh, there's a, most of the country is on lockdown and depending, depending on when you see this, it may be the entire country. Uh, like, how do you, how do you, how have you moved in that space and in, in that environment? Well, I can tell you some of the things that we had planned already. So I was working with, I had two, three events lined up, in-person events. So two in New York, one in Virginia. Those were essentially will be postponed, I'm sure, and hopefully not canceled. Uh, but you know, with that, right, there comes, I was going to work with a group of collaborators for both of those. They're a loss of like a, a paid opportunity for the photographer or videographer I would have brought in, the people that would have come to the event, them getting the information from the, the folks I would have been working with. The, there's like so many impacts that it's just like, whoa, you know, it's not just about me. It's about the team that I bring in and I want to like talk to and introduce people to. So there's that. And again, part of the work and the way that we're able to attract people is to do in-person events. So I was, this was probably, when did COVID really pop off? <laughs> it was like maybe a week and a half ago. That's when stuff really got real. Yeah. I like was chilling. I was in my room. I was like, no, not in my room. I was outside. I was like looking at, it was late and I was looking at the stars. I'm not, I'm not kidding. And I was like, Okay, let me just go ahead and launch those online courses. But this was something I was going to do three months from now, right? I was like <laughs> getting things in place, designing courses, figuring out who I, want, who I wanted to work with. And all of a sudden it was like, now's the time. So again, going back to the climate of business, having to like pivot. And that's something that a lot of people are doing right now anyway. They're going online, they're getting their systems in place so that they can communicate with their teams in a more efficient way. So it's affecting everybody in all kinds of different ways. But COVID, we're, we'll get past it. Um, it doesn't, it, the the economic impacts of this thing are like going to be extremely serious. And I would encourage people to like stay up on what's happening with the global economy. Like look at resources like Yahoo Finance, Investopedia, CNBC, just to keep up with what's going on. You know, because it's so easy to just think about what's happening with you, but look around and what's happening with other people as well. If you're dealing with like any financial issues or things like that, where you feel like you can't ask for help, ask for help. Call your creditors, um, talk to them about your situation. Uh, I was looking online, Wells Fargo, they're offering delayed payments if you have a credit card with them or line of credit. Some companies are waiving interest fees, all kinds of things like that. So it's, it's gonna be real. So buckle up <laughs> for anybody that's listening, buckle up. But don't be scared, stay calm. This is also a really great time to like learn a new skill. People are giving away all kinds of different things, things that are useful. So use this time, you know, it's not all bad. That's good. I mean, I think that's a, that's a really good uh, uh, perspective, right? One of the things that I that I said or that I mentioned was, you know, it, it's really important to move with intelligence, not emotion. Right? Yeah. It's so easy to get kind of caught up in the hysteria that's happening and not that you don't take it seriously, but mm-hmm. uh, um, an intelligent mind will move in a certain way that's a yeah. lot different, right? 
like not necessarily buying up a ton of toilet paper, <laughs> but really, really going back. And, and for anyone who's watching this that's bought a ton of toilet paper, you know, <laughs> I want you to really think about, you know, like why that happened, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, what what possessed the the person or what possessed you to actually do that, right? And it's it's just this this mass hysteria of what's happening and we believe that toilet paper is going to non-existent, right? It just, right. Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. Uh, so I think what, I think the next, the next area that I, I think is really important to touch um, is, and I mean, you spoke about, you spoke very eloquently about like COVID-19 and, and the impact that it's, that it's had on business, um, not only for you, but the other people that you were, that you were bringing along. Uh, so, as far as the psychology part of it and and the mindset because yes you have it and you push forward but there's plenty of people in panic yeah. right now right so you know what what kind what would be be your advice to them or how should they kind of move in a situation where you know they were depend you know the the local barber who was depending on people to come in you know every day like what kind of advice would you have for them and how, how should they kind of move in this space? Right. Well, the first thing I'll say in response to this, to that question, which is a very, very good question, is it is important for all of us to recognize where our privilege, where our privilege is during this time. And some people have privilege in different kinds of ways and can move and shake and adjust in different ways. Um, I know folks that like had, they're like, huh, Okay, they're scoffing at it because it's literally, it doesn't mean much to them because they just got it. But that is not the situation for most people. And I think one thing that people can do during this time, again, is like stay calm. That is much easier said than done, but it is possible. But the word that comes to mind, and you've talked about it already, and you know, kind of just <laughs> it's included in your business name, your mindset is so important. There, it's easy to get consumed by the news and it's important to stay informed, right? But it's also important to realize who you have around you and what you're telling yourself and what things are actually possible, right? Just to kind of give another perspective on that is there's a lot of people making money just because the stock market is going down right now. I'm not telling people to invest. I'm just saying people are making money and like, why is that? It's because you can make money, it's called shorting, right? And I'm not a financial expert or anything like that. I just know that this is a concept. You can short stocks right now. If you are interested in investing, you can buy stocks. They're, they're still going to go down, so probably not buying right now, but there's different strategies that you can put in place. Like I said, speak to your creditors if you're having issues, talk to them. There, uh, there are so many different ways to like make money, right? But if you haven't been exposed to them, then you won't know them. Um, so I guess one thing I can say, and this probably isn't really the best answer, is just like, lean on community, ask for help, because we all are gonna need it. I've asked for help from like, I was on the phone all weekend, <laughs> just calling different people that I knew, because I know that there are things that I need that are specific to like my, my situation. I don't know if I really answered your question in the best way, but mindset and like checking your privilege and knowing what your strengths are right now are super important 
um, and like tap into some of those strengths and tap in maybe to some old ideas that you like let down and, you know, probably said you would go back to, you know, it's the time to get to them. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think, again, uh, you definitely answered it. One of the things uh, that I heard, and uh, I don't remember where I heard it from, but it, it's important to, you know, it, it it's a time to be still a little bit, yeah. right? And really kind of, you know, we're, especially if you're in New York or wherever you're listening, I mean, it's a little bit slow in Virginia right now, but, you, you know, you're within the New York pace. Things move so quickly. Things happen. We're always just on the move, and this is kind of forcing us to be still a little yeah. bit, right? And take the yeah. time to to reflect and see, you know, all right, how am I moving in certain situations? This could be a time to fix relationships. This can be like, it's it's maybe not ideal and it didn't happen in your time or what you wanted, but it's an opportunity for you to kind of be still and really evaluate what's happening yeah. right now. Yeah. So. And I think that's, you know, I think that, I think that was huge. Uh, I think that was one of the biggest lessons for me, right? And it's definitely not a, it's definitely not a, a, uh, a place to necessarily feel better. It's just an internal look where, hey, this is how, what was happening. Now I have to be still because I'm forced to. And then being still, you're able to see, you know, what are some of the areas of weaknesses, right? Yeah. Multiple streams of income, you know, I'm sure that's one of the things that you, you talked about or, or have spoken to some of your clients about how to, you know, navigate and adjust in, in times and having money coming from different places. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you said you've had like certain events, you know, now you have online courses, like there was something there that allowed you to say, all right, not only just an in-person event, but let me go online. Like that pivot happened before this happened. Yeah. Kind of speak a little bit into that like what made you even go through with the online courses and what did that look like yeah okay so that's another good question so leading up to even before all this happened right even before the tenderoni you know the rona <laughs> i had been and this was mike i'm not kidding you like for three weeks straight every day for three weeks someone in some fashion was like kelsey when are you going to teach when is your course coming out people would send me links to other people's classes. Have you checked this out? Or they would be like, hey, this kind of looks like something that you did. And I'm like, okay, I'm looking and I'm paying attention. Mind you, I've already taught, I've taught before. And I mean, there's a reluctance that I have for some reason with I had with going online. I don't know if it's, and I've said this before. I was like, I don't want to become a caricature. You know, I don't want people to, I was like, I don't want people to assume things. I don't want people to just, I don't know, part, part of it is I'm like a very private person too. So I have to like get past some of that. But to answer your question, it's an easy pivot. It was an easy kind of pivot to make because I, it wasn't, it isn't just for me. You know, when I was putting it out, I like designed these flyers and I put them on my Instagram story and it got like a really, really good traction super quickly but one of the things that i included in it is that i was going to teach like the first thursday for the online courses and bring a, an, a guest instructor in on the third thursday those filled up with like within like two days the guest instructor spots and this was all off the strength of what we had already been able to do through muse for the past like two years so it was it was easy it's easy to set up but also it's like a new i'm marketing something that I want people to pay for you know that's another thing I was like thinking about as well as like should I make this 
as low of a cost as I do for the events. Because typically the events so far, they've either been free. I think the highest price ticket we had was like $35. The courses, they're beyond that, that price point, but they're much smaller classes. It's very intimate. And I'm like I said, I'm bringing in guest instructors. I need to make sure that they are, you know, getting the rate that they need because this, like I said, this was like done way three months before I really wanted to do it. I was going to fundraise for it so that I could make the, the classes a little bit cheaper than what they are. But how, however, you know, it is what it is, you know, and the other kind of exercise out of this thing was making sure that I charge what, you know, I need to charge because I, I have the experience, you know, I've been teaching people how to run their businesses for the last 10 years. You know, I have a wonderful network of mentors and peers and friends who I lean on. And, you know, once you kind of work with me, you tap into that network. So it's not like you're just paying for the class, you're paying for access. So that's just something to keep in mind too. As there's, there's something you said that's, that stood out. And I think a lot of, um, myself included, uh, mm -hmm entrepreneurs kind of face uh, where you said that, um, and this isn't verbatim, but it, it was something to the effect of, you know, I didn't want people to, you know, coming out with the course to, to judge me or what would they think um, that, that um, I don't want to say self-limiting belief, but that, you know, that feeling of, of change where now you have some eyes on you a little bit. Uh, I kind of want you to speak into uh, I guess that feeling, right? Because I think so many people, whether it's imposter syndrome that people face or, you know, like fear of being judged, right? Whatever that looks like. Um, it's something snapped for you where you, you were kind of, you just made it happen regardless. Um, I don't know if that was a survival context where like, hey, I have no choice or kind of yeah, speak like into Mr. Krabs, that. You know, with the joint, Mr. Krabs, he's like, you know, <laughs> Like this, no, I that. <laughs> so, like, you know, because it's, it's definitely a real thing that people um, go through. And again, when I'm speaking to you, I'm, I'm speaking to me, right? Like I've had a, I have an online course that I haven't released that's been done for ages, right? So um, kind of want to speak into that because people go through that they, they put out or they create content and then it's that fear of being judged where I, people don't, whether it's promote themselves, their business, whatever it looks like. So kind of speak into like that feeling that you've had, how you kind of overcame that, what that looked like for you. Well, part of it, I just had to start listening to the things that I tell other people. <laughs> you know, when I'm consulting with folks, I'm like, do this, do that. Yeah, it's all, yeah, you can do it. And then some of those things I don't do consciously, you know, and it is, it is reluctance. It is not fear per se, but it's like, this is something that's new. So what are people going to think? Mm -hmm. Is I can't stress how important it is to like get over that stuff so much, like, and do it fast. You know, I, I will have moments like self-talks and I'll have moments like that. And that's the thing when you, when you work on your own and, and you know this, you have like so many moments of doubt, so many moments of like, not to say that you've done this, but it's, it's common. I've heard this before. Absolutely. Like you, you don't really get feedback from people until you do something. And sometimes people don't show up. Sometimes only a handful of people showed up, but you know what? That handful of people showed up. You dig what I'm saying? So okay. that's what I rest on. That's what I, that's what keeps me going. Whenever I put anything out, or I've tried anything new, it's gone well. So why wouldn't this, you know? And 
I'm like, my confidence is there partly because it needs to be and partly because I have other people leaning on me and, and kind of uh, looking to me as a leader. But that's the position I've been comfortable with and I'm cool with. And I'm also very comfortable like following too. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to more of that. And it's, uh, it's been a ride. It's been cool. No, I, I think that's, I think that's cool. You know, one of the things uh, I, I think, uh, again, just speaking for me, uh, sometimes we judge ourselves the hardest. Yeah. Right. And uh, that, that stops us from whether it's putting out things, doing things, whatever that looks like. And, uh, you know, I, I always say it's important for coaches to have coaches, mentors to have mentors, yeah. you know, uh, just because there, there are blind spots just as a human being mm -hmm. uh, that you just, you just won't see. Right, and having that other perspective or other people kind of guiding you or giving you that uh, that vision that you just may miss is extremely, extremely important. Yeah, yeah, so, and I, I lean on my friends to do that. I can call them, uh, I can hit them up, and they they reassure me. It's so interesting because I had a friend. I don't really know what my company looks like to people, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't see it as what people view it as I see it as something that's like still very brand new and still has like these these quirks about it but I'm also like very proud of the row you know she is my first child in a sense my first business child you know to kind of put it and personify it um but I when I was talking when I'm talking to friends and people that I just meet they're like yo this is so inspiring this is so cool and that's what I want but sometimes I, I just can't see it yeah. very strange yeah no I you know <laughs> again you're you're preaching to the choir I definitely uh you what know, is that? I, I I believe some sometimes what comes natural like to us uh, or uh, to entrepreneurs in general, ambitious people isn't necessarily natural to other people. Ah. Uh, so when you're doing things, it's it's almost like, All right, I just have to do it. I have to do it. It's not where I want it to be, but it's so much further along than someone who hasn't done anything or just had an idea in their head. Mm -hmm. Right. So when people, you know, I've had people say to me, like, you know, you know, you're like my unofficial mentor. I love, this inspired me or whatever, like it was, especially when I was doing videos consistently uh, back in the day, which I need to get back to doing. Uh, I was just doing it, right? It just was something I did. Um, and half the time I was speaking to me when I was doing motivational <laughs> videos, um, where, which were things that I was going through or that I was dealing with. And it hit them. And I think that's, you know, that's probably some of the things that, we as small business owners kind of face when we're, uh, when we're doing things. Yeah, we have this vision or sometimes even comparison. Uh, I know sometimes I look at other things and like, man, I need to get there, I wanna get there. Um, and not in a place of being bitter, but just like, man, I'm not even close to where I wanna be yet. Mm -hmm. it, it can be a little bit, uh, a little uninspiring. It's like, man, I got to do so much more a little bit, you know, kind of hits me a little bit. So, uh, you know, I, I definitely, definitely get that. And, uh, you know, where you are in, in that space. Cause you know, I am as well. Yeah. Right? Okay. So, so, uh, last thing I, I want to, uh, speak about more. So 
what do you see the role like you, you kind of like you said you know what people see as wrong which you see as it may be a little different like it's you know to you it's not that big to other people it's way bigger than you know you envision what do you hope for the role in, in the next five years and not even in like a cliche like hey what's the five-year plan but more so like yeah you know for your like for you to be i don't want to say satisfied but your your next level like that that next you know you're on like level one you know at that like for you to get to level two just hyperbole just still to speak like what's that next step for you to say all right i accomplished this now on to the next thing what's that next I am, I'm doing my best to build one of the best consulting firms in the world. Got it. What does that look like? What does that, what does like, the best look it like? It looks like a team, a full, fully staffed agency of wonderful, talented specialists. And, you know, we help people with their business problems, you know, and I want it to be something that people, that's, that's like the consulting side of it, right? That's because they're, we have different ways that we make money. So there's that. But in terms of the events, I want the events to continue to grow. I want people to come to something where they feel cool and feel inspired and feel welcome and feel like they can come and be themselves, right? So that's what I want the events to still be. I want people, when they think about the road, to feel inspired. And what it stands for, too, is real ownership in every way. So it's like, you know, it's, it's about owning our businesses and owning our communities. I'm talking about Black people in particular and making sure that we're setting ourselves up for, for success and fighting this fight with the generational wealth gap that is just permeating and has permeated throughout this country and other parts of the world as well. So I want people to know that it's a company that helped to build and create multimillionaires. Build and create multimillionaires sounds kind of funny, but I want the people that I work with to become multimillionaires because that's what I want to do. And it's not about the money. It's not about having the money. It's about the access that it creates and it's about the freedom that it creates. Um, and I want the people that I work with to learn all the things that I've learned. You know, I'm not there yet. I don't need people to count my pockets <laughs> asking me for $20 and stuff. I'm still going through it. This is a, a business cycle and I'm going through the business cycle because everything that goes in to the business stays in so that it can grow into this beautiful thing. Um, I already know how the story is going to end. You know, I cannot tell you that. But then again, with plans, who knows, right? I have an idea of how I want the stories to end. Um, but I, I shared this on my Instagram. I'm writing my first book and it's themed on how I've been able to grow this company and some of the people that I met and that's going to be, and it's going to be a helpful book too. It's going to be something that people can use to grow their company. So it's like, it's about to be fire. It's like a combination of like all the different things that I've learned from my professors and my mentors and kind of my travels in different places. So I lived in Morocco, India. I mean, this is a very long answer to your question. Um, no, take your time. But it's, a, it's a combination of like my experience. So the, the book is like talks about those travels when I lived in and taught in Bangladesh, um, Malaysia as well, and how that teaching and how it trans, how teaching internationally business concepts is very similar to teaching here domestically. It's always about the basics it's, and people always forget the basics. It's just like if you play a sport, you have to go back to the fundamentals. 
you know, and that's, that's what this is. It's an exercise. It's a constant exercise. But the thing about business is if you understand it as a, just as a function, understand like how it works and some of the concepts, you can learn and know anything about any other industry. I'm not kidding. Mm. So. Have, have, do you have a, a, a uh, definitely not putting any pressure. Do you have a release date for this book or, or a by when you plan on at least finishing? No pressure. No, I have no idea when it's going to be finished. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair. I was trying to see if I got an inside scoop on, <laughs> on the podcast. If I, if I had the exclusive, I would give it to you. I have no <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. I, I'm, I'm really excited, man. I, I definitely know. I can't wait for you to drop the book. Um, you're definitely doing amazing things. One of the things that I thought about, um, especially when you were mentioning towards the end, uh, just, uh, the, the wealth gap that you're trying to close. I, I, it reminded me of, you know, your, you being inspiring reminded me so much of, I believe it's called Honeywell, um, which was a black owned, um, I guess, cosmetic company uh, that the woman owned that was in Target that ended up getting bashed. Oh, Honeypot. Honeypot, honey pot, see? Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't even, I don't, Honeypot, <laughs> right? But it, it reminded me and she, she received so much backlash because of her commercial, which was to, I think she said something to the effect of, you know, I just want to, I want every young black girl to see me and be inspired that they can run and own a business. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, whether it's intentional, intentional or not, just you being who you are, what you're doing, um, the team that you're building, that's ultimately what you're doing for uh, the next generation, right? Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's extremely important to have representation, uh, especially, especially uh, among women. I absolutely love um, women entrepreneurs, just because uh, I understand the disparity of not only being African American, but just being a woman, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why I spoke to you a little bit, or I asked you a little bit about some of those struggles because they're real, right? And yeah, they, they're really real. They're really real. Yeah. And I think that's important that you know. So when as people start to go and 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 run their business, they're, they're going to go through it, right? And uh, I like to. So, you know, just really emphasize so, so people know that what you're going through is expected. It's going to happen, right? The role wasn't built overnight. Like you said, you started this from your teenage years, the con <laughs> conceptually at least. Yeah, yeah. And, and you were able to pivot and, and make things happen, but none of this would have happened if you didn't start to begin with, right? If you didn't go through, you know, those, those roadblocks and knock on doors and, you know, whatever you had to do. So... I think that's absolutely amazing uh, what you've done uh, thus far. Um, I'm, I'm inspired. I'm sure everyone listening uh, will be as well. Uh, so with that being said, any final words or thoughts and definitely, you know, your handles or people can find you, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, well, I'll plug uh, when the, the course is launching. So the, the um, first course is called the, the First Steps, Mastering Business Fundamentals. And this is being presented through Muses in Session. Muses in Session are our online courses and it is an offshoot of what we were doing through the full Muse kind of timeline of like development from doing interviews to in-person events. And now we have online courses. Those launch Thursday, April 2nd, 6 p.m. I'm teaching the first course. After that, I'm bringing the guest instructor the following two weeks after that. And people can find me at The Row. So it's T-H-E-R-O-E-W. That's across all platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. 
I'm most active on Instagram and people can of course visit the website thego.com to find me. Awesome, awesome. Kelsey, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, it was a pleasure you. having you uh, as well. Again, you're doing a lot of amazing things. I know that the listeners uh, or, or the viewers is will get a ton of value. And again, if you are thinking about starting up a business, if you have any questions or insights, uh, definitely visit The Row um, and, and speak to Kelsey. She, she's been doing amazing work for a long time. So thank you so much. I appreciate uh, you you doing this and uh, we will definitely, uh, we'll definitely look forward to the book, by the way. So uh, if you're listening now, it's, I mean, it's being recorded on the 23rd. I'm not sure when you guys will see this or when this will uh, drop. Uh, but hopefully by 2021, we will see the book. <laughs> so no pressure. No, no pressure. <laughs> definitely, no, definitely take your time. Uh, it definitely takes some time. Um, I'm, I'm in the process of writing my second one now with a lot more meat and content as well. Okay. Uh, so I get it. So, appreciate it. So thank you so much. It's, it's been a pleasure. Thank Everyone you. listening, thank you guys so much. Take care, guys. All right, y'all. As usual, thank you for listening.